0: Welcome to this first in a series that we are creatively titling Character Breakdowns, where uh, we're going to sit down and go through character sheets and mechanics and all the crunchy bits that sometimes kind of get glossed over, edited out, or what have you. But uh, at least some of us are number nerds, and I know some of you listeners are as well. So I thought this might be interesting. Our first. Breakdown is actually gonna be one of our newer characters. We're gonna go over Devi's character sheet. So I've got Ames here. Hello, to sit down and be the first to kind of proof of concept this new little mini series that we're gonna run.
1: And I'll introduce myself. I am Ames. I'm also a number nerd. I do numbers for a living. So I of course love my dice and my my theory crafting for character design.
0: And that's a big part of why I wanted to do this series because I'm curious about what makes other people's characters tick and uh of course has so many interesting little quirks to her i thought it would be a great place to start
1: a a big reason i'm playing debbie right now instead of silway is because i had this idea and it bounced around in my head for about a year and a half and then i was finally like i gotta play it i gotta i gotta switch characters i gotta try this thing out
0: so let's uh let's talk about what Devi is um so what's what is her class and subclass uh levels species stat lines all the all the all the good tasty stuff right up front
1: all right let's start with uh levels she is level 11 like every other character in multi-class theater we we tend to like level up after uh sessions and then like don't mention it so our characters just have new abilities mysteriously without any explanation but yeah she is a level 11 she is a level 8 sorcerer and a level three warlock. She remains the only multi-classed uh, character on multi-class theater.
0: But but there are a multitude of classes on the show. Never there. mind. It was funny to me when I picked the name. Uh. <laughs> it, I still like our name. Right? So uh, what what's, what are the subclasses for sorcerer and warlock did you go with? Uh,
1: she has two divine-inspired subclasses. The sorcerer is a divine soul, so she gets to basically use uh, sorcerer spells and cleric spells which I, I needed because I wanted her to cast necromancy spells. And for some reason, those are cleric spells. Uh, and then I also made her a celestial warlock because I wanted uh, a, 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 double, a double heal thing going on uh, from two classes that are not normally <laughs> intended for that purpose. And I think everyone assumes that her race is human, but uh, like her brother, she is actually uh, a half-elf. <laughs> Which, although if you look at her character sheet, it doesn't actually say half-elf. It says custom lineage, because I find that funnier. Uh, because I think she's a half-elf, or Rotan's a half-elf, because um, uh, his, his mother, because he's a bastard, I think, is the short version. <laughs> so we decided the entire Von Bastad family was a uh, mysterious parentage.
0: That feels so fitting.
1: It is, it, but and it gives me um, dark vision, too, which was the other the reason I chose it, along with a, a starting feat, which was part of the build
0: um what feat did you go with
1: uh let's see i have several feats which one did i start with i'm actually going to go into D beyond and open up the race feat choice the feat i chose was inspiring leader which is i have reflavored into a necromantic ritual not an inspiring speech so it's still the same mechanics it still gives temporary hit points to a group but it is uh it's basically a group false life is how I'm treating it.
0: Okay, now I have to ask, have we ever actually used that? You have not. I've offered okay. it several
1: times, and the group is like, eh, necromancy. Uh. <laughs> so uh, just Devi and Raz have gotten their uh, 15 temporary hit points from it.
0: Well, okay, we're going <laughs> to we're gonna use a little metagaming next time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Actually, there's actually um, two spells that
1: the group could be benefited from and are not currently because they're necromantic. Uh, well, the other one is um, the aid spell. Which gives uh, increases maximum uh, hit points for the, everybody. But again, just Devi and Roz until every, anyone someone, anyone else agrees to uh, try the necromantic ritual that she does every morning.
0: Well, aid is strictly speaking not necromancy, but uh, I I'm, definitely could see it's not.
1: But basically, everything I'm reflavoring is. Uh,
0: yeah, I th- I think it. I think Devi's general necromancy vibe is a little bit creepy, and that's probably where a lot of it is coming from.
1: That is. That Was the inspiration I wanted a creepy character who was just trying her best to be a healer?
0: Uh, let's talk about the stat line because this is, um, this is interesting to me. Okay, obviously, with a sorcerer being a, 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 a sore lock, as you are, mm-hmm. charisma is where it's at.
1: Charisma and intelligence are too a little squirrely, but yes, she has a, a maxed out charisma. And an 18 intelligence
0: so smart and charismatic being 20 charisma myself uh you know good choice for a you've for got a the kitty eyes
1: line. going on i've debbie it, is just beautiful uh when she's you know fully magicked up
0: let's talk about the cat the 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 notion of a caster being somewhat fragile and okay. how you have leaned into that yes
1: uh speaking of stat lines uh she has normal stats mostly down the line but her constitution is six um, which means minus two, which means she has a baseline of, I think, 27 hit points. Um, and I did that mostly for roleplay reasons. The um, I, I, way I was building it, I was like, this this character is just full of hit points and full of temporary HP and full of regeneration. And it would be more fun if she was actually flirting with death more often. And I, in my head, like because she's a necromancer, she has been doing a lot of... Um, self-experimentation, shall we say. She, she transfers so much of her life energy around willy-nilly that it's taken its toll over the years. So I gave her a, a minus six, or sorry, a, a six with a minus two constitution.
0: So so you've really kind of integrated Devi as a character with Devi as a stat block, as a as a class.
1: That, that is how I build my characters generally. I look for inspiration from the mechanics of the game, yeah.
0: So what led you to... How how did you come up with this build? How, where did where did this? What's the genesis behind?
1: I think the original original genesis because if you listen to uh, Rotan's backstory, uh, she appears in there, uh, but I think in that incarnation she was a Grave Domain cleric. Um, I like the idea of a, a healer with terrible bedside manner, and so I think I think in that iteration of her, she had the, she used that Grave cleric ability to. Um, she would heal you, but first she had to kill you to make sure she got the max value out of the hit dice from the healing ability. And I thought that was hilarious, but um, it evolved from there. I, I really like the Divine Soul Sorcerer because I like having access to almost every spell in the game. But I, I also saw in that uh, subclass that you can choose a affinity, and you can choose uh, Order, Chaos, Good, or Evil. And I was like, what would an evil character be like? That's interesting. Like... Is that for NPCs? Can I, what can I do with that? So I, I started tinkering with the idea of, like, what if she just was a necromantic sorcerer? And how would that look like? And I kind of looked at the necromantic spells with uh, false life and everything else and realized, oh, there's some good interactions here with between life transference and false life, and there's, there's lots of ways to gain temporary HP. So I kind of envisioned this regenerating character. Um, and then I saw in the Warlock class, uh, the Celestial there had uh some really cool stuff that would give extra healing and a familiar which uh, familiars are fun so and a, they had a ability uh there's a warlock feat an eldritch or what is it you're a warlock uh, some... invoca- invocation invocations yes gift of the ever-living ones is a, an invocation you can get that when your familiar is within 100 feet of you you uh self-healing is max dice so i said That seems like a good combo to match with this, like giving away my life through life transference and then healing it right back up uh, with uh, this combo. So that's where the idea came about. What if she just took a lot of punishment and then immediately could heal back up? And that was like her role in the party was to just be a damage sponge. And then I discovered Warding Bonds and I discovered Aid and a few other spells that like was like, okay, this this is coming together as a theme, like this necromancer who sustains herself with magic, but is actually super fragile. Uh, if you take away her magic somehow. Um, and, she, and she's constantly just shifting life energy here and there and, and giving HP to this person and taking it for herself and self-healing and sending it out. So that's that's, that's where she arrived from. And then I, then I I built up the her kind of backstory from there.
0: So uh, I, I have this written on my notes, is what's been your favorite feature of playing this class? Although I think the healing loop that you've got going on is from my perspective seems to be like the glee that you have on your face when we're getting into <laughs> combat and you get to break this thing out kind of tells me that already mm-hmm. so how long can you sustain this healing loop of taking damage recovering it because you don't have you don't have any actual direct healing spells i
1: have zero direct healing spells i, I deliberately did not take cure wounds Or anything else, because I was trying to make a character who was a necromantic savant, but could not cast actual healing magic, and that's always, like, bugged her. So she's like, I'm a necromancer, but I'm not that kind of necromancer, and I want to be a healer, but she can't. And that's actually, the um, this hasn't come up in game yet, but the reason she's a celestial warlock, the reason she made that pact, is because she um, was like, I want actual healing, not just necromantic healing, could you give me that? And so the celestial warlock has the healing light ability... Um, which I treat as her familiar healing her. That's the one actual healing ability she has. Is, is the celestial warlock's uh, healing light, and I treat it as Roz casting that, not her.
0: So I'm not usually on the receiving end of damage. It's usually more of a Roton thing. Mm-hmm. So when you, <laughs> unless Silway misses, but uh, that's no longer an issue. Um, so how do you, when when you got when you've got to heal someone in the party, what what's your go to in the absence of of cure wounds? What's your go to? I mean, you got this healing light. Ability and what else?
1: Healing light, I reserve for for Debbie because I need that um, gift of the ever living ones to make that max out to make it worthwhile. Uh, but if I'm healing someone in the party, like if they're like near death and they need direct healing, it's usually life transference, where I, I Debbie takes uh, 4d8, I think, a, a large oh. number of dice of damage, <laughs> and heals out double that. So it's a, a very effective healing spell, but it requires you to, to harm yourself to do it. So I usually have a temporary hp to buffer that damage to myself which i can then send out to somebody else and then i can put temporary hp back on myself so that that's my go-to like direct heal ability is life transference but in combat it's more about um putting warding bond on the tank so the damage half the damage comes to Devi, which she can then self-heal and then um, she has an item called an outer essence shard which whenever i cast a spell using meta magic i can just give temporary hp to anyone in the party so I can give it to myself if I'm suffering too much, or I can give it to whoever's about to take damage. Uh and it's basically preemptive healing. So that's that's how in in combat, you know, she's she's more of a, a proactive healer. She just gives you fake life that can take the damage instead of your actual life. So it's kind of this interesting inverse necromantic version of healing.
0: Little little overhealing. Uh little as...
1: bit. It would be more useful if y'all would actually take her her buff spells in the morning, but hey. Eh. Yeah,
0: maybe maybe as as mm-hmm. the story goes on, as we get a little more comfortable with what she actually does. And... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll see.
1: Although, fun fact on that, um, because I can do it to any creature and no one in the party wants it, Roz gets aid and uh, Inspiring Leader hit points. So I think she's at 34 hit points for a familiar. She has all, she has almost as much hit points as, as, as Debbie does. That is...
0: <laughs> I don't know if that's impressive for Roz or depressing for Devi. Um,
1: <laughs> it, it, she's a. Uh, I think the familiar def, by default has um, like 2d4 hit points. So she, if having, we have like a, a single hit kill, Roz could take some damage uh, before going down because of uh, Devi's magic.
0: Now you've mentioned before, since we're going to pull into Roz here, is you're a pact, you're a pact of the chain warlock. Saraz so is not is is not a she's not a pseudo dragon she's not a sprite she's not an imp she's not one of your usual uh, familiar choices mm-hmm. um, even for a warlock what's what's you you you've described her before as uh, not in this conversation but in previous ones as sort of mm-hmm. like a hybrid between some she
1: yes yeah she is she is a homebrew uh, she is a a mix of um, sprite and pseudo dragon abilities. So she has the flying that they both have, the invisibility that the Sprite has. I think the heart sight came from the sp- I think she used that on Mist once to see what your mood was. And then she has the pseudo dragon's limited to so she can't speak because the pseudo dragon has that uh, restriction on it. So that's why she could telepathically have very intelligent conversations with Devi, but outwardly she could only give you like glimpses and, and images and uh emotions and stuff.
0: I, I still and I know you've described her as there's a there's an actual there's an there's there's a critter that you have based her on, or at least a mythological critter that you've based her on.
1: Uh, yes, it's a so partially it's just a a Pokemon. I think is the closest thing. That's probably
0: um, I mean most familiar is in this game. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, but I think the what gave me the most inspiration was I think I played Final Fantasy fourteen for a brief period, and the carbuncles that were running around were just freaking adorable, and I was like I want one of those. So I made I made Devi like a, a multi-tailed, long-eared. Rabbit fox thing that the carbuncles are
0: fair enough, and and I and I gotta tell you, I never picture her that way. <laughs> I always picture Roz as like a rainbow pattern Falcor. I don't no. know why, but that's no. what always like or the what the, whatever the thing is from. Um, you mentioned the, Adventure Time once, was that? Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: yeah. Picture a Lowland Vulpix. You'll, you'll look close enough. Like, uh, that's basically what she looks like.
0: Yeah, and that that kind of makes the idea of Tingles riding her like a little horsey. <laughs> even funnier because she's not really that big to begin with
1: (laughs) she's really not she's she's about a foot tall Uh, but i I, i'm sure her tingles will be fast friends uh shortly oh
0: (laughs) i'm we'll see uh oh now i'm picturing my brain just jumped to the little dragon donkeys from shrek but like
1: yeah that's about right oh gosh
0: that's what we're gonna end up with before this podcast is over yeah fluffier and more sinister
1: although I, I this is not uh come up yet in the podcast but I, one spell that i took if you look at the spell list is dragon's breath i have that for the express purpose of giving it to Roz in combat so that she can breathe fire on people oh god i, I look forward to this <laughs> happening someday
0: i think i think tingles will literally fall in love the moment that happens i
1: mean there's two fire breathing invisible flying familiars
0: he, he sets fires he doesn't really breathe them but, oh so, that, uh, so def- she's got that up on him yeah Okay. Um <laughs> All right. So so you've got this ability to regenerate temp- generate temporary hit points for yourself and others. Mm-hmm. Spend those to heal people to re- recover them pretty quickly. You've got a self-healing pool if that ever dips down too low. What level would you need to be to actually make this hum? Like like if you weren't we're we're 11 right now. Mm-hmm. Could you pull this off as a as a pure well, probably not as a pure sorcerer because you need to have the 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 feat f- the feature from from celestial warlock w- what would be sort of like your minimum threshold i wouldn't try to make try to make this character work below um
1: i think the minimum to make it work is eight because at that point you get the the warlock stuff that you need and the um life transference uh for the sorcerer i actually tried playing a low-level version of her There actually is a version of her low level that is a bit broken because um, false life, or not sorry, false life, um, fiendish vigor at the warlock invocation can just infinite false life at will, and at low levels that's kind of broken. Like I can really lean into the insta heal uh, at any point with that one, but yeah. But level eight is about where this build starts to hum. And I say about level 12 is where it's going to start to fall off because there's not a lot that it offers at the high levels besides just a little more of what it currently does.
0: That was going to be my follow-up, was what Mm -hmm. happens, uh, how does this expand at higher level, or are there sacrifices you're going to have to make?
1: We shall see. I know I looked at the sorcerer list and the warlock spell lists um, at higher levels, and neither one of them has a lot to offer the build except for just more cool necromancy. But the warlock does get... um, more healing dice, which so I'll probably go with the warlock side, just to have uh, a bigger self-healing pool. But yeah, the, the bigger the, the higher levels go, uh, the bigger the monster hits get, and the fewer hit points she has uh, <laughs> to tank them. So I suspect she's going to be less impressive as we uh, as we go through this game.
0: So at at the risk, um, how could Diana break this? How could she kill you? Well, not kill, but like how could she cause problems for you yes i'm have to put this on the record <laughs> i mean some of the hits
1: we've taken as a group can can one shot debbie like even even when she has her full temp hp and her aid up and everything else i think she's i think she's i think she's at 42 hp with aid and if she might, she might have 15 more hp temporary hp with uh with with the inspiring leader thing so it's not hard to one shot her honestly the trick is though uh she always has a death ward up so it's a level level four uh spell and so that will bring her back to one hp on any hit anything goes below zero so you have to then follow up your big one shot with um smack her in the face again to get her back down to zero
0: so okay so so death ward we didn't we didn't touch on death ward yet so that's a bit of a tax for playing her because Mm -hmm. to keep that up you got to cast that I mean, you gotta cast that every day. Yes.
1: Yeah. Actually, most of these spells, um, she has her morning rituals, and I think I mentioned uh, the morning ritual is casting aid, casting um, the inspiring leader, and death ward, and then she also, I think I worked it out where she can actually like ex- you know expend warlock slots to restore sorcery points and spend them to give her back her fourth level spell slot. And so if if there's enough time to be well rested, she can actually um, cast a death ward and her third level spells and uh, have some some remaining slots.
0: That is one of the nice things about Warlock is that you can spend, Mm -hmm. or this particular build, is you can cash in uh, your Warlock spell slots for sorcery points. And then on a short rest, you get those Warlock spells back.
1: And if I get my Warlock level higher, uh, eventually I'll have fourth level Warlock slots and I can just death ward on a short rest. Maybe that's one way that she survives at higher levels, actually.
0: And and one way Mist finally gets to take short rests because somebody else will benefit from them too. <laughs>
1: Warlocks, you need two in the party <laughs> so they can gang up.
0: Yeah. Side note it says here that inspiring leader uh, is gaining sixteen temporary hit points. <gasps> you
1: are correct. She's so, level eleven now, so it's five plus eleven.
0: So uh, one that one could be all the difference.
1: One more HP. But yeah, uh, you asked before about sustainability yeah she can do like basically one round of full back to max healing um, and then she's out of warlock uh, healing dice, and that's that kind of the main source of the of her uh, initial healing is is those dice
0: so given the nature of this healing loop is uh naturally very taxing on Devi,
1: mm-hmm.
0: how could your party members how could we help you sustain this loop? How could we help you get more mileage out of it? I'm hearing kill the things faster, which you know, some of us try. But I was wondering if there's anything else that like I think you could
1: lean into it, like the w- the way she can actually give temporary HP, like just know that that's coming your way each round. Uh, if you're if you're the main tank uh, taking the damage, uh, she will give you a three d six temporary HP eight every round uh, just by default using. So that that's her other go to spell is um, inflict wounds. Uh, so she has distant meta magic, and she can cast that up to thirty feet. And when she does that, it triggers the Outer essence shard that I can then give temporary HP to anybody. So that's that's their default uh, attack is to uh, level one uh, inflict wounds on a nearby foe for three d ten, and then g- that gives temporary HP to to somebody. Just, just if you're if you're a tank, just know that like you'll be given healing, but it's going to look like temporary HP, not not literal healing. Adam cassie take note um (laughs) and the warding bond the warding bond does take oh yeah resistance resistance to all damage Devi takes some but like don't worry about her she'll be fine
0: so has obviously you put a lot of thought into this build and finding these finding the interactions between these spells finding the synergy Mm -hmm. um has it worked out the way you hoped it would has it has it played about the way you wanted it to has there been something that you weren't expecting has there been something that uh you know either for better or worse how's how has it been playing this character
1: so far it's been great she gets like the occasional moment shine i think the last episode that we that we aired um she got to do the super heel on her turn uh, which was impressive looking I'm glad I have good role-playing uh, castmates because we have like three or four other characters who can cast healing spells, but they still defer over to our, our quote-unquote healer um, whenever someone is low on HP and, and lets me do my um, necromantic role-playing thing. So I do appreciate that. We have a literal cleric in the party. We have a paladin with lay on hands. We have a bard who can heal. There's probably other healing I don't know about. But yeah, like, thank you for letting me <laughs> have this, like, this fake healing uh be the thing that we do for the party
0: well i mean i i won't necessarily speak for everyone but i i i will say i i like i like players to feel like they have a Mm -hmm. clearly defined role in the party like this is this is what i bring into the table and Mm -hmm. and you know i you 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 had mentioned before that you wanted debbie to come to the table as a healer a weird healer a spooky (laughs) healer but a healer so not that not that mist has anything to throw around but I'm I'm glad that you I'm glad that you feel like you've got your role, your your a good claim to your position in the party. Yes,
1: yes, I I feel like I do. It's I have to remind myself like, oh yeah, I I don't have to be the only healer, but it's good that I if I have the ability like, that people kind of defer.
0: So you 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 were talking before about how your character concept and your character build tend to go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. As you've been kind of playing this character out, as you've been playing this class out, or classes. Uh, multi-class out. Have any of like the class features and spells that you've taken changed your view of how Devi is as a character, or is there something that you have you have particularly built towards and in, in, in or or intend to build towards to reflect sort of changes in Devi that have come up through roleplay? Like like how does how how well how closely aligned are they? Have they influenced each other? So I, I chose
1: the Warlock as a as a multi-class because of its synergy with the Charisma Caster and uh, the healing abilities. Uh, but that did get me thinking uh, during the backstory thing where I was coming up with her backstory that you know, why would she make a pact? She makes a pact because she wants actual healing magic. Why would she do that? Because people don't like Necromancers. She's probably faced a lot of discrimination and prejudice uh, for who she is. And that sort of got me down this path of what has her history been like? What is she as a character like? She's probably has this ability and just does it and lives with it. Uh, But everyone else kind of, you know, is suspicious of her for it. And that's kind of what she's been steeped in her life. So I imagine she's kind of gone down this, uh, this path of uh, self-loathing, wanting to do whatever she can to just fit in and be normal. And that's why she's like making packs with, with angels uh, essentially. Although, she, I don't think she realizes she's actually made a pact with an angel, but that is, in fact, what she did. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that did sort of help define the character a little bit of, like, she's not just a creepy, necromantic healer. She's one who's faced a lot of uh, struggles in her life. I think she she left Neverwinter uh, because Rotan's dad or her dad kicked her out. Uh, so that's, that's part of her story and how she ended up in the other side of the world, in the corridor. And then... Uh, why she spent so much time in Seesha. I, th- I think she mentioned she does speak Sisha, and she's been there for a while. Um, that's why she was there. She was kind of lost and looking for purpose. And so, yeah, the, like the the build kind of takes me in, that, in a little bit of that, that direction. Same thing with the um, the evil affinity. Like I had to kind of like like, where does the evil affinity come from? Like what, what tainted her soul to give her this necromantic um, ability that she has? And that question remains unanswered, but it's there. It's just something that was she was born with
0: and now now that you say that I'm over here feeling really guilty like having party members that continue to shrink away from her oh no I like it I think that that, okay. that really
1: reinforces the character concept um, there's a reason we, Diana and I had her re- introduced with that witch thing um, I wanted that to be the first impression of her
0: Well oh, I don't mean I don't mean guilty towards you I feel like oh yeah as a player I feel bad that mist is making Devi feel like <laughs> feel like, like contributing to that. Does that make sense? It, it makes sense. Like as a outside as an outside perspective. Yeah,
1: you can see it, it doesn't really dampen her spirits much. I think she's learned to 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 roll with it. But there's a reason like, she's so insistent on like I'm a healer. I'm a good person. I'm a healer. you know, that's why she does that kind of stuff.
0: I just now am picking up this thread because Silway is very much, I am not a thief. And Devi is I am a healer. And I I Yeah.
1: Debbie also has the I don't do zombies is, is her corresponding version of Silway's so I'm not a thief, because people always hear necromancer and they think zombies, which I should probably point out on her character sheet. Uh, she does not have animate dead or anything related to um, she has resurrect or reviv- reviv- revivify, but that's a healing spell, I think so. But she does not raise zombies. She probably has in her past just out of you know teenage curiosity, but um, I think she's rejected that, that part of uh, the necromantic archetype.
0: I mean, who hasn't raised a zombie or two in their youth? I,
1: you know, those those dead rabbits. You just gotta try it and see if it works. And... <laughs> but that is that is a common theme with both of my characters. I'd say, yeah, as they 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 fight against um, uh, prejudice or assumptions that people make about them. I like making characters who uh, play against uh, type. That's why I Silway was a more of a scout than a and a and a spy than a thief, and Devi is a healer, not a zombie racer
0: so we were just talking about your your well-defined role here your your how Devi fits in with the party what she does what uh have you given any thought to what would happen if Devi found herself in a solo encounter or having to deal with uh, uh having to deal with a fight on her own um Yes, I think
1: she can actually hold her own fairly well. Um, Those inflict wounds can up-level up up into 3rd and 4th level spell slots and do some significant damage. And and like I said, Roz can start breathing fire. She has options for if she has to actually fight herself. Um, She doesn't carry a weapon. Obviously, she doesn't intend to get into fights very often. But I think she could hold her own if she wanted to. And if she can't, I always have in my back pocket... um, at one point, at some point, if when I get to a um, ability score increase level, there's always there's a feat I can take that gives me four HP per level, and that would basically triple her hit point value and make her into a true tank.
0: That that really would. <laughs>
1: so I'm like, if she starts being terrible, I can, I can I have options.
0: We haven't talked about her skills at all. Oh right. Uh, your skill set at all. So some of, I mean some of these things are kind of like. Yeah, you, know, you, you you have to choose from a fixed list when you create your character. Yep. Did she start as a sorcerer or did she start as a warlock?
1: She started as a sorcerer. She was born
0: with the evil soul, and she made the pact in her teenage years. Um, because you know, which which one you if you when you multi-class you, mm-hmm. which you know, the or, order matters. Um, I think in the spell proficiency, uh, it, profi- it, it does in fact. Yeah, I
1: think I took yeah sorcerer
0: sorcerer skills mostly. Um, obviously Arcana, leading heavy into that. Yes, I
1: I like the idea. I don't because I know Diana loves Arcana checks. So I was like, you know what? No one at this party is actually good at those. So I decided to make her a nerd, uh, who just as
0: as the as the party's previous magic expert. I am glad you have something there because yes. I don't. Uh. I have
1: something. Is what what I have is plus twelve because uh, one she's proficient in it. It's she's intelligent and I also uh, one of the feats I took at, at uh, an ability score level was. Uh, skill expert so she got uh, expertise in it as well she rolled at plus 12 on arcana
0: that is actually wonderful and then
1: beyond that i think she took what medicine just because of course she knows medicine
0: all those dead rabbits yeah
1: not as much as you'd think because that's a wisdom ability if she has no wisdom um so I, I say she she knows some medicine but mostly she just uses magic so she doesn't know that much but uh, and then history she was born a noble and knows history and uh, persuasion and insight uh, same, same reasons she's kind of spends a lot of her her days uh bluffing her way through or convincing people to do uh or persuading people to, to do what she wants
0: there's one other item here uh, so i'm kind of i'm kind of flipping through your character sheet just looking through looking for the cool stuff that you've got here and so you talked about your outer essence shard mm-hmm. which is awesome uh there's one other item here that i i think you've mentioned before at least on our discord but <laughs> i think it merits uh attention here talk a little bit about her armor
1: you mean her dress with pockets? yes uh yeah and if, if you if you at the character sheet be sure to scroll down into what uh she has in her left pocket and right pocket um uh, yeah it's it's uh, the dress with pockets it's a homebrew item but it, it's basically uh light leather armor uh, but it has two like small bags of holding instead of pockets so whenever she reaches into her pockets she basically goes down to the elbow or down to the shoulder uh fishing around for whatever she needs in there that's Awesome. And if you read the description on there, this hasn't happened yet, but I'm waiting for it. Uh, if, if anyone compliments her on her dress, she is required to say, thanks, it has pockets, or else the bags of holding explode. I'm sure Diana's on the lookout for that.
0: I, I confess, I have, on occasion, thought about slipping that line in to see if you're paying attention. <laughs> you um, never know. But at the same time, I would also feel awful if... I did it for a gag, and I ended up destroying the freaking so, dress. So,
1: if you actually look at the inventory list, um, yeah, so no, she, she has a she has a coin purse with her gems and money that's outside the the dress, and she has a um, a pouch full of potions also outside the dress. So, if the po- if the pockets do explode, she loses a bunch of useful adventuring gear, but not her cash and not her potions wouldn't be too terrible
0: yeah it's it's the it's the, the the adventuring gear that everybody starts with that nobody actually pays attention to
1: well it's actually i went through the i basically added one of everything i could possibly think of into her uh in her pockets so she's got like candles and chalk and ink and a jug and a magnifying glass and oil and perfume and a knife and a grappling hook and a hammer and a shovel and, like all this is just in her pockets she has no backpack
0: and um does that say right there below perfume and above playing card set
1: what what word would be between be between those two p words
0: <laughs> yeah yeah so i think we need to make sure that when we launch this there's a i add a little spoiler tag to it <laughs> why does it say phylactery
1: um reasons unknown if you actually click on it uh the description says a lich's phylactery possibly take it from a lich possibly save it for future use who knows so well I'm gonna say she does not. She has not actually put her soul into the phylactery, but I think she has it around as a.
0: Eh, you never know. Maybe this could be useful. So it is. It is. It is not Anlins. It um, is not Anlins phylactery. phylactery. That is
1: correct. I'm still. I still. I almost switched to Devi uh, last season. Uh, that's another story like we can tell in the behind the curtain episode. But. Sometimes I wish I had just because of how many liches and undead stuff was going on that she would have been super
0: useful to have around for. Sometimes it's funnier when the party lacks that essential bit of information. Yeah. But, yeah, at the same time you have you know, you have this character who's really built for that sort of situation and that can just be f- fun to actually play. So,
1: I, yeah exactly and I, I think it, it is fun to be like you did what without me oh my god <laughs> and I think she's very jealous of tingles having the skull and not her
0: yeah well I don't think she wants the skull now um, I'm sure he's done terrible things to it <laughs>
1: so I'm, think, I'm looking through what so you, you found the um, you found the inventory you found the spells so if have you taken a look at Roz's, uh statue yet
0: I, 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 I see we've got her full name there I don't know if you want to share that with everyone now or not
1: I have her full name is there. It has not come up yet, uh in the podcast. I keep waiting for it too, but uh yes. I, I, I don't know if you recognize any of those words or not. You 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 might.
0: Uh yeah. So her,
1: her full name is uh gosh I'm
0: like, why why is why is her name in the black speech?
1: There you go. I was wondering that's what I was waiting for. Like yeah, <laughs> would uh, you pick up no, in the black I,
0: speech? I I saw it. I I noticed that as soon as, Do you as know soon as I saw that had a full name there.
1: That's that's the real trick. Can you translate it? Um, "Rosh" I think is a word that I that I constructed based on some other words in the Black Speech, but Thrakagashburz gosh is actually cited in the text.
0: I oh, it is it is escaping me, bad bad nerd. Uh, it, uh, it, means, it is escaping me. It
1: means I bring the dark fire. So that, that yep. is Ross's full name uh yep. that's why Devi has all these fire abilities and why ross breathes yep. fire and this black flame is a theme of Devi's. uh that was part of the warlock pact
0: you know because dark fire is associated with angels all the time absolutely
1: fire is a theme this episode or this uh this season
0: it really is and so that it kind of fits the deep that Devi would be joining the party for this too so uh we have diana has a, a Originally, in, in the concept of the of of this campaign setting, uh, gods weren't really a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and now with the clerics that we have running around, the, you know, we have a cleric, we have a paladin, we have Mist and his pact, we have Devi and her pact, and uh, again with, with his you know whatever spoiler you potential spoiler warning here. Um, how does how does Devi's pact fit in with the cosmology as as we kind of as we've kind of established it for, for our setting here. So some of that is in flex. Um,
1: I think we've established that there's the five, quarter of Five Shadows, and everyone else kind of has their associated um, being. They're not really gods, but Kassir is was the one that had not been uh, assigned yet. So I think, I think there's been enough hints dropped. This isn't super spoilery, but Kassir is the one that's associated with, with Debbie. I don't think she's aware of that though, as you've as you've seen. Like as far as she knows, she's just a, a necromancer. She does uh, not really have a warlock pact, or she doesn't think of herself as a warlock. Um, but I think the way I have it in my head is she basically encountered Roz somewhere in Longhorn Journeys, and this creature stuck with her and, and kinda had this healing ability that she was intrigued by and they became fast friends. Um and that's where the pact was formed, was by her making friends with familiar of, of kassir
0: i like that instead of going directly to the source it's uh mm-hmm. she's raz is vouching for for debbie yeah
1: basically instead of yeah the, the patron gave you this gift of a familiar no the familiar yeah introduced you to i think there, there's there's more to that backstory but it, it would be too spoilery i think and some of it is not yet canon because diane and i have tossed around ideas but not set alone anything so
0: well, I think we've I think we've probably dropped enough spoilers in this conversation already. We don't need to add probably, to it. Yeah, Plus, there's some things that are just going to be fun to discover in character. When absolutely, dramatically yeah, appropriate. Like, or,
1: the, the way I tie backstory in with character sheets, it was bound to happen a little bit. But yeah,
0: I don't I don't really think we've I don't think, think there's anything th- anything really too major dropped in this. Uh, but uh, depending on when depending on when this airs,
1: <laughs> everything I've said so far um, corresponds to something that's happened in the in the uh, podcast so far
0: we i mean like we, we haven't uh, yeah because we haven't brought up when message redacted uh or you know that other thing so uh uh yeah so i i think um i think i think we're good uh as far as that goes nonetheless i'm gonna drop it in there just because there's some little things we probably said that uh, haven't officially come up but uh yeah
1: yeah there's there's things that yeah are not really there are things that i've been hoping uh would come up in character uh, like 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 raz's name that uh I, i'm glad we got to get that out there because i've been like sitting on that for a year like come on her name is in the black speech i want this to be a thing
0: and it was, you say that and i just realized how long we have been playing this season so yeah it's been a while well is there is there anything else about um debbie's build that that uh we haven't touched on that you're you've been super jazzed about that uh uh that that Um, you want to gush over or uh
1: i don't i think we covered everything i'm looking through uh D &D beyond to see if anything uh sparks a a moment of interest but i think we got um everything fun that she does has been covered
0: yeah all right well thanks for taking the time to sit down and chat about debbie yeah
1: absolutely i'm I'm always excited to talk about uh
0: (laughs) i think i think we'll i think we ought to do one for silway at some point uh down the line here oh
1: she has yeah she has her own <laughs> all, all tons of stuff of her own um oh yeah yeah, yeah it's not and as since, crazy since, as this but it's there
0: and since we're still following silway with uh with trevor quest i think That's it's true uh, i think it'll be fun to to go over her and and we shouldn't ignore her just because she's not in the main party anymore Long story,
1: sorry, she's a sailor now it's silway the pirate
0: still still not a thief but now a pirate.
1: Uh, i don't steal i just pillage <laughs> there's
0: a difference <laughs> what it is unclear but there is a difference all right well uh again thanks thanks again Ames, for for sitting down and and uh uh thank you all for for listening i hope this was interesting i hope it was worth uh the 45 minutes hour however long we've spent here and uh look look forward to more we'll Do more of these as I can get people uh, sat down. I look forward to hearing about everyone else's builds too. As do I.